Welcome to Spraymakers, the podcast where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of water skiing. Reaching a plateau in the middle of your season happens to everyone. How you handle that can make or break you. Learn how to bust through with the boys. Also, thanks for making it to episode 20 of this second season. We'll be taking a two-week mid-season break, and we'll be back August 16th. Enjoy. I mean, any time that you... Any time that you do something so passionately like we all do yeah. this sport you're going you're going to you're going to you're going to encounter these and it's uh there's ways to there's ways to go about it that can can help limit you know how much you plateau or or if you plateau that, but ultimately yes everybody is going to have a version of this i don't care if you're a pro or you know a first year skier so it's really yeah. important to to just understand that this is part of the game and if yeah. you've been, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot right. That to the well, well, line. well said though. Well, well said. This is part of the game. That's like, that's a uh, profoundly important to remember that, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and ultimately if you want to shoot to the direct punchline, mm-hmm. if you're hitting the, if you're hitting the plateau, you need to go back and ask yourself, am I still, am I still traveling on my program or have oh. I deviated from it? <laughs> well, you're not talking about your plan again, are you? Oh, darn it. Is that back <laughs> yes, in play again? <laughs> and that, that, that was the reason why we, why, why we had you put this plan in to begin with. And, and I think a lot of this, this mid season, or to me, it's even a little bit before the midway mark to me, it, it I see most people get to it like maybe just a few weeks before those first tournaments of the year, they hit this plateau and it's, to me, it's 95% of the time it's self-imposed. And it goes, it goes back to this, to exactly what you said, Rossi, deviating from, from your plan, right? It's we, and again, like we've talked about this, but we, we jump into the season. And even if you, you were diligently making this plan, you know, here's what I need to improve. Here's the rate at which I want to see the, my, my, my numbers or my scores improve through this means like this, these one or two things that I promised myself I was going to address this year continuously throughout the, throughout the season. Then, then what happens is just as we, as we are, we're getting back to where I was last year and I'm using air quotes and I hate using air quotes, but I just hear what well, I want to, I want to get air back to where I was last better. year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you start getting almost to back to where you were last year, then the, I don't say the wheels fall off, but the plan goes away. And then people get impatient, and and I and I recognize it because, I, man, this was me. This was me to a T. As soon as I started getting consistent at thirty nine again, <clears throat> the plan went away. And then here, then this, you know, then just here's like six years of two at forty one. You know, and it was exactly that. It's like it's it's um it's almost not almost. It, it's typically self imposed. We get impatient, right? You know, we get we 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 enter the season. We're going to work on these two factors that we know need to be improved upon if our if our scores are going to improve by the end of the season. And and then we 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 get impatient. Tournaments are around the corner, and and we just we let the wheels fall off. So that's not even the wheels fall off. We let the we let the the plan go to the wayside, and that's why right. we you know we map this thing out to begin with. Is it was to avoid specifically that. I think I think one of the things that Trent, when you uh, one of the things that you've you've always, you know, added in here during the podcast and in your in your coaching is this this idea that, you know, your season you have to look at your season as a global picture, right? Like I I love how you're like I don't care how I do in that first tournament of the year, 
I care about when I set my goal, let's say my goal is nationals or my goal for you might be worlds, you know, whatever, whatever that is, or it might be a regional tournament or whatever. Yeah. You know, I like how you, you take that picture of like, Hey, I'm going to build up to that, to that place, you know, versus like, I feel like human nature is to think that you got it so fast. Like, Oh, I got it. I'm good. It's part of my skiing now. Yeah. Uh, I, I had my plan. I worked on it for a month. I'm skiing really good. Um, so I must know it. And now I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to just go ski. And, yeah. you know, there is part of that, it, that is truthful. And that is that we want to get to a place where we can just go ski and be implementing our plan. But we tend to abandon our plan and think that we've got it implemented way before it's ever mm -hmm. implemented. I and agree. I think that's a, that's a, a huge, huge thing in all of this. So Trent, now you're, you're, you're seeing it, you're out there on the water, you know, you're skiing with lots of people, you know, what are some of the, some of the things that, that, um, you know, where should we go with this? Should we go like, yeah. how do, how do we have, how do we move away from, okay. from this kind of mentality or, yeah. or causes well, of it or what? Well, okay. So I guess, I guess we've, we've, identify the chief cause and that's uh, that's abandoning your plan so let then let's just start with we'll start with that because there, there are there are other you know some other causes that are actually pretty easy to, to identify or you know self-identify and and uh, work through but okay <clears throat> so we you know you hit that and i'm and then again I, typically i don't even see it as mid-season i see it right before the tournament starts so we'll just say down here that's um june We'll say like mid June tournaments are starting to roll up on you, and 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 what I see people, how I think people are 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 lulled into this kind of a sense of abandoning their plan is is they get too wrapped up in in the day to day scores, um, too early in the season. Um, this is meaning, your king. This is your king move, bro. I love it. Yeah, it's what I was talking. It's what I was talking about. It's, yeah. It's, your buoy count does not does not define you. No, nor not, does it. Not every day. Yeah, and nor does it does it define the, the 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 quality of your skiing day to day. I mean, ultimately, like not you know not fooling anybody. Ultimately, it comes down to numbers. This is a numbers game. But I think by by you know by that mid June mark is when people start living and I, I always I always like to you can't live and die by by each set. You, you can't let each the 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 quantitative value you know the actual score of every set that can't define the way you're skiing so i think okay so all of a sudden boom th this is you it's it's mid june you're feeling like that that heaviness over your over, over your head over your shoulders every time you're on the water it's just you're not getting the numbers you want take a step back and i'm not even talking about you know take two steps forward to take or take two steps backwards to take three forward it's not it's not that but take a step back so you can see your skiing from from the big picture just even just for a couple sets you know and that's going to be revisit your revisit your, your you know your plan that you laid out do a do a real look at you know okay where did i say i i wanted to be in june and you might be surprised that you're exactly where you said you wanted to be. And suddenly it's just not, it's just not that appealing as you thought it was going to be, or, or maybe you're not quite where you were, but take a look at what you said you were going to improve upon, you know, take a look back at, at some of your notes from the, the earlier sets in the season and find, you know, remind yourself what was working and, and, you know, run a few sets, even if it's easy passes, 
where where you're more focused on the big picture again. You you've got to, you know, again we 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 talked a lot about periodizing your your whole season where you weren't going to be stressed out two weeks before a tournament because that's a heck of a long time. So, you know, just again take a take a broader view of what of where you are in the season. Where is your next tournament? Um, and, and even you know just seeing it on paper in front of you can can get rid of a lot of that anxiety, a lot of that stress. Oh, that's, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting it right on the head where you're, you're, you're making it tangible. You know, that's what I see. Like you're, you're saying, look, your desires are one thing and your, the reality is the reality is more important. Like, where am I right now? You know? Yeah. And it's really important to understand that and to, to keep your focus there. That is as a, as a, um, you know, as a tournament water skier, it is so easy to just start thinking about my scores, my scores. I want more. I want more. It's human nature to want more. It's human nature to, to fight change. I know that yeah. sounds, yeah. I mean, probably for a lot of people, that sounds crazy, <laughs> but we get in our patterns and we want to stay in our pattern. So, yeah. you know, going back to earlier in, in the, in the spray maker season, you know, we, we've talked lots about making plans and, and checking in on your plan and, this is exactly where we're at right now. Like you have to have a serious check as to where am I in my plan? How am I doing? And really just don't define yourself by your score. Yes, we want to push it. Yes, we want to have our best season ever. No, we don't want to get to the end of the season and realize we never pushed hard enough to get there. That's not the point. But when you start looking at your skiing and you're implementing change in plan, you know, I mean, I go back to like a Malcolm Gladwell says it takes you 10,000 hours to be a a master, right? My kind of take on that would be, let's just say you need to run a pass a thousand times before you really start to know it, right? So if we're going to put in new techniques and we're going to put in all this stuff, we need a lot more passes uh, under our belt than what we've done up to this point in this year, if we just started a new plan and we're trying to implement it. So, you know, basically the way I look at it is we're abandoning our long-term goal for a short-term fix. And that's so human nature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And trust me, Trent and I both do this. I mean, we, we've all done this. This is not, this is not something, you know, it's just, yeah, for sure. Reality. yeah, and I'm like I'm like quick to admit I I never I I never figured this out until like five years ago, and, and it was <clears throat> it was um it it was a real shift. It was probably like seven years ago, but anyway, it was like a real shift in in, in the way I was evaluating my skiing. Um, again, and I've, I've I've said this to death, but it, I, I was more concerned about the quality of 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 my lines, the quality of my movements, and just just understanding. And, and, and having confidence probably is a big one, having confidence that the, that the results were going to come and, and they, and they did as soon as I, as soon as I, I started, you, you know, um, taking this approach by design, it wasn't just, I didn't just accidentally come about. I just started really thinking about, you know, the way we score every practice round, every, every, every pass, every half pass where where we have this, this tendency to score it. And, and as as soon as I realized the, the, you know, how faulty an approach that is and and how it doesn't work and, or, or, nor do you even try it in any other sport. You know, I I was coaching someone the other day who's, who's who's a, you know, a state level basketball player and, 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 and 
to, to convey this thought or, you know, this ideal. I, we talked about, imagine if all you did was, was play, you know, pickup games or, or played, or played full, full basketball games to improve upon your skill set. I was like, how terrible would you be? I mean, you're going to do 12 free throws and that's going to be your day of practice. You know, like if you were lucky enough to get to the line that many times, like you, like you, you've got to be able to, 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 to evaluate the quality of your movements. And, and I think it's, it's detachment from outcome. And that's, that's a, that's like a, that's a phrase that, that just spans across the, the sports psychology genre of, of, you know, of, uh, authors and topics is, is, uh, that detachment from the outcome. You've got to have the confidence that the work you're doing is going to result in, in the desired outcome of eventually. And that was just a huge one for me. I, 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 uh, I always share this with one of the guys I coach here, you know, I'll ask him how he skied and it's like, ah, I skied really bad. And then he'll, you know, ask him a week later and he'll tell me he had another really bad set. And I'm just like, you, you, you know, I, I, I have two bad sets a year where I used to have, you know, five bad sets a week. Now I have like, I, I, you know, I, I, I allow myself to, cause to me, I define a, a bad set when I'm, when I'm emotionally and, um, psychologically disengaged. So it literally was a waste of my time to be out there. And, and it, it, you know, it might happen one or two times a year. I, apart from that, every other set is pretty darn good. It's, it, I, I may not run 41 on all of those sets, but something productive that I, that I intended to happen will happen. And and that's how you avoid these, these. So you got the five at 41 on those ones, right? Exactly. <laughs> or whatever. We're kidding, we're kidding people. We're kidding. But, people. but yeah, it's, 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 you, I, I, I always tell people like, like you, you give yourself some breathing room out there. You can't, you know, cause I can, you can see it on, on, on people's body language. They, they go down it, you know, they have the, the, just the most amazing 22 off. They, they hit their gate just the way they want it. 28 off. They're elated. 32 off is a pass that counts for them. They fall around three ball. And then all of a sudden this, this elation and this, this, the, the perspective that they had on, on how they actually were skiing that day, boom, gone, gone because they fell at one buoy on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, how are you ever going to get this pass consistent if you are so emotionally attached to the daily outcome? That's what's so fun about being a coach. Yeah. I mean, you just get to manipulate, you get to manipulate how people, you get to you basically get to jump into their mind, twist it around a little bit, give them a different perspective, and and highlight the things that they need to highlight real quickly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bam, that thirty two goes down, and you're like, this could be your every day. Yeah. But but you got to stop throwing the plan out the window, and you got to stop you know worrying about the result. We got to work on you know work on what's getting us to that point. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just so important on that end, and you know. It's like, I call it like the caveman effect. It's like you, you get up to a point, you miss, and then you just go like, I'm going to work harder, not smarter. <laughs> Dude, I like that. I'm going to hammer. Because <laughs> if I hammer, because I, my, my, it's, it's just, it's because your desire outweighs, you know, the, the, the thinking and the critical thinking and all of that, that needs to happen. Like you're plenty, you're plenty, you're working plenty hard. I mean, very few people in that I've come across in water skiing don't work hard enough. I agree. I mean, there are, you know, there are, there are, you know, there are those out there. Um, but those, those people will tend to tell you right from the beginning, I just don't get enough time on the water. 
Yeah. And if, if and, and that is that's a reality for a lot of people. But like for the people that have access to skiing and can ski, they just they get to this point where it's just hammer town, man. You just drive yourself right into the ground physically yep. because you're like, yep. if I just go harder, if I just go harder, I'm going to fix everything. And it's like hitting a golf ball, hitting, try hitting a golf ball harder. See how that goes. I know where it goes. <laughs> yeah, it goes right it goes. for me. I'm a right-handed hitter. It goes right hard, you know, Dude, and very really hard. And then with so much spin that once it lands, it goes even righter, <laughs> even righter, you know? So, so, I mean, and that's, then that's the go-to fallback move for, for the majority of skiers, including, you know, like I said, including Trent, you and, and including me, yep. you know, like this yep. is, this 100%. is, this is the go-to man. So yeah, I, I the, my, uh, my deer hunting buddies that I watch on video and fellow Vermonters, you know, they said hunt smarter, not harder, you yeah. know, and there's, there's something to that, you know, it's not about yeah. grinding in 400 miles a day. You got to figure out where, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go into deer hunting, but the point being, you know, like take it, take a good approach to what you're doing. And, um, so, so, you know, like in my mind, not the, that, that effect right there, it's probably like in the springtime, you're, you're trying to fight, you're fighting the weather with the, with the temperatures. You also in the spring tend to have a lot more wind. Um, so in the spring, we're kind of, we're kind of held back a little bit based on, on day-to-day conditions with the weather and things like that. So we don't tend to overski in the spring. For the most part, let's just say around the country, there are going to be pockets where it's perfect every day and and you could already be into this right from the beginning. But and then all of a sudden it starts getting nicer. It starts getting, you know, more summertime. Kids get out of school, like your your schedule frees up like or whatever it is. And all of a sudden it's like it's on. And I just see so many people just overtrain and abandon their and abandon their their uh, plan, you know, so. So what, so, you know, I don't know if I'm spinning this in the wrong direction or not, but like, so what are some things like, do you see that over that over skiing? Yeah. And, and, and if you do, you know, what's the cause of it? And, oh, I guess we kind of know the cause, but then yeah. how do, how do we move around that? Yeah. We all well, love to ski, man. I love to ski too. I want to ski seven times a day. Yeah. I do. No, that, that is exactly because so, okay. So we decided that, you know, often this is, this is, this is from abandoning your plan not judging your skiing, you know, effectively and, and just being too, too hung up by, um, by that, that desired result. Um, <clears throat> so exactly like you're saying, apart from that, there, there are, there are some other causes that can push you into this, this, you know, this plateau where that, that that's, that's hard to break through. And, and that is just simply physical slash mental fatigue from over skiing. So, so, I mean, so that one, should be easy, but, but again, ski less, that's not, that's not necessarily your best bet. Um, you know, I, I mean, if there, if there's injuries that are nagging, yes, obviously that, that's, that's going to be your, your best idea, but, but you, you can also asking someone not to ski every day is I, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough sell. You can, you can, you know, change it up a little bit. Like you don't have to like, you know, just because, ski schools back in the eighties decided that six passes was the, you know, the most cost effective means of running their business. That doesn't, that shouldn't define your, that doesn't need to define your every set, um, in, in 2020. Right. So go, 
I mean, if you're tired, but you need to ski, yeah, go do, do four passes, do five passes, or, or if 10 is your normal, do seven, you know, you can, you can reduce, um, the, the quantity with, and still stay on the water. And that might just be the best bet for you. Um, you know, and then, and then from there, some other cause. Okay. So fatigue is obviously one that can put you into this, into, into, uh, into this plateau that seems hard to break through. Another one can be just just complacency, doing the same thing over and over and over. And again, even if you're sticking with your plan, the same thing over and over and over and over can just sometimes just get, you know, just a little bit redundant. So um, I'll tell you, you know, one of my moves for that, you tell me what, you know, how you might break through that. For me, it was just making a change to my equipment. And, and that's, I'm anyone that knows me, I'm the last guy that, that falls <laughs> back hard on fins, you know, and, and, and cause again, it's, you know, it's important, but it's, it's the 20%, it's not the 80%, but anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a change to something. So I'll think about, okay, if my ski, if I could do something better right now, what would it be? And what change to my, to my setup might, might inspire me to make that change or this one's probably not going to apply to most people, but I'm, I'm lucky to, to have access to equipment. So often I'll just put on a new front binding <laughs> and it's just, it's just a little stiffer. It's a little fresher. And, and I'm just all of a sudden I'm receiving information through, you know, new neural pathways, not these ones that are, have been carved out, um, over the last two months. And I'm just, I'm getting information at a different rate through a different means. And all of a sudden I can just sort of see clear again. Um, how do you break through that kind of sense of redundancy? Well, just just so we're clear, I'm on the other end of this spectrum where yeah. every every, every <laughs> set true. of every day is totally different. I I uh I'm always in search of, you know, what's better for a factory setup? What's better for what 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 could be better in the next model of the ski? So, for me, I'm on the other end, which is uh when you change things so often that you um it's, it's really hard to keep a baseline. So, yeah. oh, and that's hate... not good either, my friend. Yeah. Talk what, expand on that though, because there's a, there's a big faction of our listeners that would fall precisely into that category, Rossi, like not because they were designing skis necessarily, but because they are in a constant search. So what, what, yeah, just, just go on that. So really important. And, um, you know, I've seen this, uh, on all levels. You know, I, I know, I know pros that do this, um, you know, Nick Parsons and I have had this discussion many times, you know, he's a, he's a ski designer and, and a pro skier and a, you know, he's, he's the same as me. He's never happy with what he has. So we're always in search of greater, you know, but this, but then that, that, you know, and so we have a very established technique, um, and, a, and a solid mind, you know, so, so I have like, you know, I have a, I have a plan. I've, I've, I've put most of this plan into my skiing. When you watch me ski, you can see that I clearly do have a plan and I'm sticking to, to that. Um, but I can tell you that if I want to be the most consistent skier I could be and have the highest scores I could have, that would not be my day to day. I would, I would change less. I would do less less of this searching for what's better and realize that what you have, you're, you're, you're already, most people are already at the 95th percentile with their setup. That's what a factory setup is. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, you know, there's two sides of that story. One is you go out and, uh, you just say whatever factory is, is the best. And I'm going to leave it there. And that's, I just got to learn to ski it. And for a lot of people, that's, that is their best, their best go. And that's why we spend, yep. that's why I spend and, 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 and you Trent and the rest of this, yep. you know, our radar team spends so many hours and, and then we have check-ins and, you know, what's working. And I mean, for, for you out there listening, you know, I'll, I'll check I'll send tech, I'll, I'll send Trent a text and be like, Hey man, what settings are you running right now? What are you liking? What, you know, what's going on? And then what I do is I just go throw, I go throw Trent's numbers on my ski and I go ski. And we know we, he, he and I are very different skiers, but anyway, the point being, mm-hmm. you know, we're always in search of what's better. So, but then you have this group of, um, you know, qualified amateurs who have, have done their research, you know, they've, they've, you know, read the Finn whispering book by Jay Pacente, you know, 10,000 yep. times, know it cover to cover. And then are going to go out there and instead of keeping the focus on the plan, our personal plan of how we're going to get better, we end up abandoning that and going for what we, what I would call the quick fix and try to just change the fin. If the ski could do this, man, I would, I would run another pass if the ski could do that. And yes, while I am, while I am guilty of the same thing, I think it's a little different in that, uh, where I'm at with my skiing versus a lot of people, you know, it's really, when you change your ski every day, like I love the way you say it, Trent, it's like you're, you're getting different input, right? So if you're getting different input every day, it's going to be really, really hard to establish a baseline with your technique and your plan. So while I do, I do like the idea of, of being open to changing your setup. I also think that by overdoing that it's you're you're essentially going to get lost and then you're going to you're going to basically put yourself right into the same conversation that we're having right now and you're like well why am i stuck here i don't even remember what's working what isn't i mean trent you know this is why i'm so into having a logbook you know like or a notebook or notes Because, because I, and I have start, like, uh, you know, I, I use a physical book. I like to write it in my book and my book stays with my ski. And yes, I've lost it a few times, but, uh, here and there, but in general, and I put a star on the ones on the sets that I'm like, man, that ski felt awesome there. And for the majority of people, they should have left it there, you know, and that's, that's kind of where you go and, and you move, but you come to the middle of summer and, and you haven't changed it in three months. The water is 25 degrees warmer, you know, you're stronger and you know, it, it you may actually want to try moving your boots back an eighth of an inch or, yep. you know, maybe a slight fin change. But I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think too many people get caught up in this. If I could just make the ski do this, it would make me better. And that's yeah. a back, it's a backwards way of looking at it. And it does not get you to your result. I would say 95% of the time you're, you're, if you stuck to your plan with your, what you set out to do from a technique and a game plan standpoint, that's going to get you to a better long-term goal than the short-term fix. If I could just make my ski do something better. Yep. Yep. So it, it's kind of interesting then. So we kind of, both ways. We, we went at this both ways. If you're someone that never moves anything, in, in my opinion, that's a great way to just give yourself a little bit of a fresh perspective on 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 the quality of your movement. It's and then vice versa. If you've been moving and moving and moving and, and and changing everything, revisit your you know your 
what you said your plan was and what it, what what the most impactful thing that you can improve upon and, and you know run the same setup for two weeks see what happens right yeah it's it's, it's a it, yeah you gotta you gotta go either way if you're if you're never changing you need some new inputs if you're changing too much you need to have less inputs you know yeah. and then get back to get back to your game plan you know i yep. mean i think that's a it's a really big thing so it's making i mean and i think that what does that go to i think that goes in the bucket of mental mental fatigue yeah you know like yeah for sure it, it, mental fatigue is a, is real I mean, it's as real as physical fatigue. And Trent, when 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 do those one or two sets for you happen? You know, a year that uh, you that you that you that you bail. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not even. It, it's definitely later in the season, yep. and it's probably exactly that. It's probably when either when I'm spending more time in the boat than than ideal, or or when I'm guilty of of getting too wrapped up in the, you know, and in, in the results and, and, and losing that ideal of, of being somewhat detached from it. You mean sometimes that you're giving so many people their game plan that you forget your own? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's the art of coaching, man. It's it's (laughs) a rough balance. It's a rough balance. I guarantee you go ask, you know, go ask Chet what, what, what he struggles with. And, and I, I will guarantee most, most coaches struggle with, focusing on their own skiing because they're so focused on everyone else. Yeah. So it's a tough one, you know, I mean, so, so what are some of the things like for me, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll throw one out here. Like, what are some of the things that I do differently when I notice that I'm, there's a point at which in the summer, I notice that I'm getting less enjoyment out of my skiing, which is also usually right about that plateau point right yeah. like they yeah. kind of go hand in hand like when you hit a plateau you start to get frustrated you start to you know then you start to try to over skiing thing and i'm just gonna power through this and you know very you know whatever so for me i'm gonna take some time off like yeah. that's that's one thing that i'm not afraid to do and that doesn't mean you don't get to go to the lake or anything but i'm gonna say man i'm gonna evaluate it i'm probably gonna go and say you know what i skied in this tournament Maybe it went the way I wanted to. Maybe it didn't. But I'm like, you know what? I need a little break. And that's like a perfect time to have a week summer vacation with your family. Go camping. Go do something that you're not water skiing. You know, go get away from it for a little bit and come back. That's one one advantage that, you know, business people have is that they're they're pulled away from from skiing forcefully because of, you know, because of income and, and the job. So, but, but if you're that person that can ski every day, maybe it's your time to take a break, go away, do something different, go explore, go try something new that you haven't ever done before that, that you've wanted to do, you know, get invigorated about something else because that kind of energy, that new energy into your life can also come right back into your skiing and help you out. So that's one of my quick, quick fix, you know, that's type a, of things. Yeah. That's a great one too. And again, if you, if you would, if you, uh, mapped out your season early and you know when your tournaments are, when your peaks, you know, your series of, of ever, ever, um, elevating peaks are, 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 are needing to happen, then it's easy for you to take five, six days off the water. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just look at your thing, well, it's like, man, like my next really important tournament or my, or the next, you know, point where I, where I wanted to peak, um, <clears throat> isn't for another 14 days. Then yeah, absolutely. Why couldn't you take five days off? 
Oh, but I'm, but, but, but I might, but I might regress. Yeah. 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 yeah that's exactly. why, that's why it doesn't happen. That that's what no, goes it's... through people's mind or my season's so short. I'm going to, I don't want to lose those sets, you know? So, so that, and, and Hey, look, it's real. I grew up in Vermont, you know, like it's, it's a three month, it's a legitimately a three month season that you can extend to five, you know? And, and, yeah. but, but really three months and the whole time that, you know, in the spring when, you know, that's the heart. That was the heart. You know, the same exact thing where it's getting warm, the snow's all gone and you're ready to ski. And then you look at the lake and it's got a, two feet of ice on it, you know, and you're yeah. like, what? Like, and then you're thinking everybody in Florida is doing this. And now it's even worse because we have Instagram and all that stuff. So you can watch people actually doing it and you're like, oh my goodness. So anyway, so I can understand when you get to the middle of the season, you're like, man, I got to take every set I can take. Um, but but we got to understand that we need to be both physically and mentally strong. You know, what's, what's another thing that, that you might do, uh, to help, to help with this. Yeah. And, and again, so we, we, um, <laughs> because everyone is different and every scenario is different. So we keep talking kind of on, on, um, or pointing out potential polar opposites, but I'm the same way either. I always tell myself when I'm skiing, if I feel like I I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, it's not going the way I want it to be going. I either ski a heck of a lot less or a heck of a lot more <laughs> and, and, and both in a, for a short period of time. So I might, you know, if, if, you know, if it doesn't, if moving away from it, sorry, doesn't feel like the right move, then, then I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to go back to two sets a day for the next four days in a row. And, and again, my being, being mindful though of, of the overall um, quantity of, of, of work that I'm doing. So maybe shorter sets, maybe easier passes, but I, I, you know, if, uh, again, if I haven't been skiing all that much and I'm feeling this plateau peak up, then I'm going to go the exact opposite. I'm going to, I'm going to ski as much as I possibly can. Um, but again, very mindful sets, not, not, I'm not gonna let myself just blindly beat my head against the wall. I'm going to, I'm going to think of it almost like a, like a reset. So, almost like resetting my season minus, you know, I, I haven't just taken three months off for winter. So, you know, if I can get that, that mindset that I had in March, you know, when I was just getting started and my expectations were a lot different, um, I, I can, I can, I can reestablish those lines and those movements that, that I'm, that I know I'm looking for. Hmm. See, there you go. So you can go, you can go both ways with it. I mean, Trent, I would say, you know, with, with your schedule, with your, uh, coaching schedule, with lifestyle, yeah. with all of it that, you know, I would say, I bet you struggle to get the amount of sets that you'd yeah, like for to sure. get. Yeah. And there's a lot and of us, there's a lot of people yes, out there that are there. You're right. You yep. know, there will be, there'll be a lot of people that, that, you know, if you can just, again, if you, it's, it's, man, this, all of this is going, it's going to go back to, you know, one stripping away some of the emotion that that's, that's clouding it, you know, and, and, and making your, your rides less mindful. And then, and two, being just doing a, a better job of evaluating where you truly are. Because I think, you know, I have this conversation quite often where, where someone will get to this part of the year, then we're like, okay, let's just revisit. Like, where are we supposed to be? Okay. Da, 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 da. Look at, okay. Let's look at, let's look at these five set numbers. So, you know, you're stressed out because you're two buoys back of where you expected to be on this particular date. I'm like, that's not that big of a deal. Or sometimes you're even going to find that, well, you're, you're actually slightly ahead of where you had planned. So instead of being, 
aggravated that you're, you feel a little bit stuck here, like recognize that you're already ahead of the game. And, and now you actually get to, you actually get to, to, to re or to readjust some of your prescribed peaks, some of your prescribed goals, because you're actually ahead of the game. It's, uh, it's often not as bad as, as people think, you know, and, and if it is as bad as, 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 as you think of, you are struggling again, just, just revisiting that plan and, 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 and almost just, it's like starting the season over, you know, because again, if, if you are okay with, with, um, with seeing, you know, this, the, the, you're skiing from a, from a more global perspective, like, okay, this was, this is a, this is a, you know, a 12 month project, a a two year project, a 10 year project. Um, if you can, if you can evaluate from, from that sense, it's, it's, uh, you can you can really just start the whole season over in, in even if it is the middle of June. I I love that the 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 way I interpreted that it was actually I was going to segment into it real quick was um, at the beginning of the season. Remember how fun it is. Remember how alive yeah. you feel. You're so stoked just to be there. <laughs> you're just like man, I want this right. And then at some point you're not feeling that. That's what we're talking about. That's that's going to be like right then in that moment, that's going to be where your plateau is going to start to creep in or want to creep in. So make sure that every time you go to the lake, you're stoked, like that you've got that that fire, that you're you're excited to be there. If you're not excited to be there, then maybe go to the gym and work out. Go ride your bike. Go do something else that makes you feel like, maybe, I mean, for me, going and riding the mountain bike can make me feel that way or going for a run or like I alluded to earlier, you know, get away from it and do something with your family that makes you do that. But you got to really want every other, every one of those sets. That's super big. And then another thing that I think people need to really think about is rest and recovery, right? I mean, yeah. not, not yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking days off. I'm talking about quality sleep like quality food that you're eating, you know, really diving into like the amount of output that you're putting in for this sport or, or work and, or everything else you're doing in your life. And can you, can you evaluate something, you know, and eat some better foods or get some better sleep, really focus on your, your, your sleep patterns and, and things that work. Trust me, I'm a, I'm not a great sleeper. So this is something that I, that I work on because if you don't, if you can't recover, then you're going you're gonna to physically degrade and you're not going to be able to do the things you want. So there's just so many aspects that you can look into and question and wonder, but we want to have that fire for every set that we ski. That fire isn't, isn't going to be like I'm hammering through. It's that I love this sport. I love skiing. I want to be here. You know, I'll go to the lake and, and I love being at the lake. I'll go to the lake and not ski and go for a swim and drive the boat. I'm going to work on my driving today. You know, that's yeah, what I'm going to yeah. work on, you know, or whatever it is, you know, or I'm going to do some more coaching today because you know what, I'm a little burned out on my skiing, or I'm going to bring some new skiers to the lake and teach them how to ski today. You know, I'm going to add some new, yeah. new blood into this. So, you know, just, just, there's so many different things that we can, different realms that we can do to, to try to say, stay strong, stay excited about skiing and to make the most out of every set. 